Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Everybody and welcome to the sports, sports, sports podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Rand. Hey guys. Hey, hey Phil. Phil. Yeah, I'm a sports outsider. I don't know anything about sports. It's the premise of the show. That is yep. one of the many premises. Catch any games this week, Phil? No. You haven't asked me that in a while. I know we haven't. I thought I just tossed it in there. So I had given up. I had given up hoping. That yeah, you would see I a didn't. Game. Why would I see? I don't know. Real, real quick though. Do you see in the next month or so? Do you think you'll watch any games? Probably not. I don't. What's what sports going on right now? You got Hockey, golf and baseball. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Much. Women's baseball. World Cup. Oh, Women's yeah. World Cup. Yeah. No, I'm gonna miss that too. <laughs> go go what? figure. Oh, crazy. Yeah, I know. Go figure, you guys. <laughs> I think that Bill's gonna miss it. Bill. Wow. Phil's gonna Ouch. miss. <laughs> How many episodes? 176. How long All have right. you known each other? Like Jeez. 11 years. So much around? happier as a Bill. Is the yeah, thing. I probably would be happier as You'd a Bill. You'd live a very like stress-free life. Yeah. I feel like as a. I bill. would call myself Dollar Bill, and I would always have like I would yeah. make it rain everywhere I went. went you could dollar also, Dollar Bill. You could also do Dollar 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 Bill. Yes, I always like that. If your name's Bill, you can do that. It'd also yeah. probably be interesting. The green of the grass. No, yes! come on! The softness what? of a well-worn glove. <laughs> oh, oh I did not miss this. The smile of a child eating popcorn at the ball game. Jesus Christ! This is don't talk during only the baseball. Presented by Socks, oh. Volume Five, Uniforms. No, come oh, on! What a There's perfect tie-in to, to socks. uniforms. There's so many things to say. Originally. Teams were primarily distinguished by the colors on their stockings, oh, and the success of the Cincinnati Red stockings oh. popularized Red the Sox. adoption. No, those are okay. Cincinnati Reds. Damn it! <laughs> they popularized the adoption of sock colors as the explicit identity of the club. But these fast wow. and loose, wild days of just pick any color you want. Fast soon, and loose and wild. Yeah, it's soon, those days soon ended. Oh, come on. <laughs> like the lives of so many child laborers of this era. Hey, that's exciting. In 1882, the National League assigned stocking colors to the member clubs. Red for Boston, white for Chicago, Jeez. blue for Worcester, and what? so on. A notable exception was orange, which wasn't a color yet. You know, Worcester would be a cool name of a supervillain. That, Shh, Phil, you're ruining God, only baseball. Damn that it. year, the league also assigned jersey and cap colors, but by player position rather than by club. Oh, wow. Imagine oh. the second baseman for both teams wearing red caps and the pitchers for both teams wearing blue caps. That is fascinating. It's hard to believe Marty McFly in the hit film Back to the Future huh? didn't travel to the late 19th century <laughs> to see this unusual sight. No, right? he wouldn't. That's, well, he was in Back to Adventures. the Future 3, he did go to 1885. Yeah. If he'd only been further east, God, they it would have been cool if Biff Tannen was actually like a baseball player who refused to wear socks, right, guys? Jesus. Try not to be so gosh darn crude, Bill. Traditionally, when playing at home, teams wore uniforms that were mostly white with trim and team colors. And mm. when playing away, they wore uniforms that were mostly gray with trim and team colors. That's still true today. Why gray Ugh. went on the road? To express their discontent 
pay, playing for meager salary, traveling in steerage class on coal trains, mm. and their high incidence of alcoholism versus other old-timey professions. Let's hear about alcoholism. Good mm. guesses, but it's actually sadder than that. Ugh. It was more difficult to properly launder uniforms while on a road trip. Thus, the road grays helped to hide accumulated soil. Jesus oh, that's, I can I can attest to that. Knowing this, it's hard to believe Marty McFly in the hit film yeah. Back to the Future didn't travel to the late 19th century to watch these dirty, smelly drunks playing America's pastime. That that's would be so way true. more fun. God, if only we could rewrite Back to the Future and have it focus entirely on 19th century baseball. No, that would be terrible. What? It was Phil. a perfect trilogy. Phil! Starting in the 1970s Jesus. with the advent of synthetic fabrics, mm. teams began using more color in their uniforms. Notably, the Kansas City Athletics in 1963 wearing green and gold and the Houston Astros rainbow stripes in the mid-70s. Oh, wow. However, despite these flashy new colors, it would still be another five years before the Major League Baseball Players Association made mandatory uniform laundering part of their collective bargaining agreement. Oh Everybody has shut gosh. off this podcast. Can Everybody has shut off this podcast Phil, by this point. Did it's you so know boring. the Astros had rainbows on their uniforms? I don't care. Chris White uniforms and progress at the speed of a car coasting into the stadium parking lot on Dude. fumes. This is only baseball. Oh, that was oh, the it's worst. A welcome return to only baseball. I can't believe that was only three minutes long. All summer long, only baseball. Jesus. Very exciting right. stuff. Well, I'll see all you listeners after the summer's over. I think I think the fans like a, a look back at, at, at America's national right. pastime. I disagree. I disagree. I don't think they I do. I get the sense they probably don't send us any emails or anything because they are um, asleep. Right, well, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of baseball fans write letters, so I assume it's just going to take Jesus. a while to get there. Right, yeah, but I'm I'm pretty sure we probably have a flood of fan mail in oh, favor obviously. of only baseball on its way. Everybody, tweet uh, <laughs> at Sports the Number Three Podcast hashtag Fuck Only Baseball. It's really unfair. Everybody, to tweet it. I feel like the only hashtag baseball fans fuck probably only are baseball. On, on Phil, I feel like you didn't give the segment a fair shake. This go, I don't yeah. like the segment. It's a boring segment. It's not fun to listen to. What's on the show today? Let's take a more positive attitude. Yeah, I, hang show. on. I just got I was so blown away by the quality of only baseball that I've completely forgotten right? all of the people. Road Grays because they didn't launder their jersey. We heard it what already. What a funny quirk. What no, a funny it's not quirk. funny. You we, don't know the definition of the word funny. We heard it, but we didn't discuss it, Phil. I wonder if maybe we should just scrap what we have and do an only baseball analysis. What do we have on the show tonight, guys? I, I think that'd be a great idea. But we have a financial advisor to the stars. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, that's right. So in uh, Ballers hey, came out this last Sunday. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You is perked like up a, like you are some sort of baller, Phil. No, which I know just, not we to were be talking true. about pop culture. <laughs> pop culture is okay. more yeah. interesting to me. HBO show Ballers. Yeah, right. didn't see it. Uh, it's about like a snazzy guy who, who he... <laughs> Snazzy. By the way, by the way, that's how they sold the show. The writers went to the HBO execs. It's a real office. snazzy guy. It's a real snazzy guy. I can get you 15 pages in the morning. Yeah. Thing is, he. Uh, it's all about a guy who's a financial advisor to yep. a snazzy lot of big guy. sports stars. Sure. So we have here today Nigel Hawthorne, who is himself actually a an advisor to a number of, of, of big-time sports stars. And he's going to tell us just how close to – uh, real life ballers actually is. Oh, it'll be a little fact versus yeah. fiction. Yeah. There right. we go. And fact I get, the, I get the sense that he's going to let us know that a lot of a lot of that hard partying, you know, wild lifestyle oh, stuff man. is actually not too far from the truth. I oh, bet man. that's true. Strippers. Do we have a wide world of weird sports film? You're goddamn right, we do. All right, and news, yeah. news, news. Hey.
News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Sean Diddy Combs arrested on UCLA campus for not rape. What? For a different thing? Subheadline, chief of campus police plays up his tough record on not rape. (laughs) Good. He's doing pretty well at most things other than, yeah. Yeah. Sean Diddy Combs was released from jail late Monday night after an alleged assault with a weight room kettlebell at the athletic facilities of UCLA. Wait, P. Diddy works out at UCLA? Diddy's son, Justin Combs, is a, uh, just Justin Combs. There's no, like, quotes in the middle, no nickname. Okay. Hard to believe he's an athlete. Yeah. Well, one does not start changing their name every year until you reach, what, the age of 20-something? Yeah, so, right, yeah. right. He's a redshirt junior defensive back on the UCLA football team, and it, which means he's been working out on campus. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. playing just a handful of games in th- his three years with the team. Mm-hmm. Diddy was arrested at UCLA's Acosta Athletic Training Complex on suspicion of assault with a deadly weapon. In this case, a weight room kettlebell. Yee. A felony charge. I'm going to have to quibble with deadly weapon. I mean, if that's the definition, basically anything heavy could be a deadly weapon. Joel, anything can that be a weapon if you're holding it right. That oak tree outside is a deadly weapon. Like, I agree. Yeah. I think there's got to be a different phrase when you assault someone with something that can be deadly, but is in no way a weapon. Like a square rectangle thing. Sure, yeah. exactly. Can, can, be, can be deadly, not yeah. always deadly. Yeah, but a weapon implies that it's, it's specifically designed for assault. A kettlebell is not. It's just really heavy. Okay. If somebody's brandishing it, I feel like it becomes a weapon. As soon as you can use the word brandish. Ooh. Sure, yeah. but again, then everything is a weapon. If you're brandishing it. A water it, bottle. Yeah, if you brandish it. There are very few things people brandish other than weapons. Right, it's true. Um, UCLA campus police updated the charges Monday night, adding two more counts of assault with a deadly weapon, one count of making terrorist threats, and one count oh. of battery. And if the terrorists have gotten in our football program's locker rooms, they've won. They That's have. true. It's over. That, they have fully infiltrated at that point. Absolutely. I really don't know what that means, making terrorist threats. I assume that just means, like, threatening people. Where he's like, I'm going to blow up this school, right? Well, That's... imagining, well, you know, because first of all, assault, assault's the one, like, battery is like you actually hit somebody. Assault could just be putting the fear yeah. into someone that you go, may hit them. Hey, right. Jordan, I'm going to punch you in the face. Yeah. That's assault. Right there. Or, I just committed a crime. Or if you look at me the fucking wrong way, funny man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So it could be that, I, I don't know, it sounds like, you know, Mr. Combs was upset about something that happened with the with one of these guys, and so he probably sh- shouted a bunch of threats with the kettlebell, it, and he might have also said something like, I'm going to burn the campus down. That's a terrorist threat. I'm Do still think, confused why P. Daddy was there. His son is on the team. Right, but so he was so working out at the gym P. too? Daddy... That's because his son he was did. there. It's possible he got angered by someone making a, a play on words with Didi Reese. Oh, his name yeah. Diddy. That oh, makes sense. Yeah. Like, why don't you become $5 and be an ice cream sandwich? <laughs> why, you little <laughs> guy with a kettlebell? Uh, that's a terrorist threat. Try five ice cream sandwiches, Phil. Okay. I will try five ice cream sandwiches. No, Diddy Reese, they're a buck a piece. All right. Or at least they were. I think they changed it to like a buck fifty. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department initially listed his bail at one hundred and sixty thousand dollars on his website. Although two officials inside the Sheriff's Department later said the amount was fifty thousand, and Combs was released at nine fifty p.m. after bail was posted. The reason for the discrepancy in the uh, initial listed price and the other price uh, was not clear. Hmm. Corruption. Skim. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, I was supposed to. I was going to cough. Oh, right. No, that's okay. Skim. Just skim. That made it easier to hear when you just said skim. Yeah. Is that some yeah. sort of joke about milk? Is that. Sorry. <laughs> Ouch. 
Let's, that one. Let's let that one hang and think about yeah. what you've done. This is the kind of person who's a fan of only baseball. Someone who makes that joke. He is scheduled to appear in court July 13th at 11.30, uh, 8.30 a.m., and this is so as not to interfere with Diddy's Bastille Day party the next day. Nice. Oh, yeah. Always the best. We focus group this, this. That joke was determined to be marginally more believable than Diddy having an MLB All-Star Game party the next day. <laughs> right. Yeah. No one was seriously injured. Campus police are investigating. Officials did not identify the victim of the alleged assault or say what led to it. But we got TMZ. Nice. Did they get the scoop? Yeah, they got the scoop. Kind of so, sad that some of the best investigative reporting in the country these days is done by TMZ. True. Here, here's, the, here's the trick. Here's their trick. Don't have scruples. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You can be an awesome investigative reporter. Investigative yeah. deporter. Yep. Deport people. Do, yeah. You can do that if you don't have scruples. It almost seems like if they just focus this kind of effort on something other than badgering celebrities about their personal life, they might actually like produce something of value. Well, semantics, but right. anyway. <laughs> uh, so it was a strength and conditioning coach, Sal Alosi, and uh, said said one person to TMZ, Alosi was just riding Justin, Diddy's mm-hmm. son, uh, Diddy's son, screaming intensely at him. Which, if you're a if you're a soccer coach at a high school, that yeah, would yeah. get you a strongly worded email from a parent. Sure. Right. If you're a head football coach at a major football program, that could get you unflattering quotes given from the parent to scout arrivals. Right. Right. Which is yeah. good. It's very damaging to the program. However, if that parent is a hip hop mogul who has mm. probably killed dudes, you're going to get attacked by a weight room kettlebell. Sure. Yep. That's kind of how it happens. That's that's the world we live in. <laughs> That's how things tick, folks. <laughs> um, uh, the son of another famous uh, major rap star also plays for the Bruins. Uh, oh, oh, it's uh, it's Snoop Dogg's kid. Snoop Dogg. Really? Cordell. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. He's a wide receiver who signed with the team this year. And it's days like today that UCLA is thankful that New York City has virtually no college football teams. Yeah. Right. East Coast, West Coast. Yep. That's true. Now uh, it's West Coast, West Coast. Ooh, that's going to break bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean Combs' representatives did not immediately respond to request for details or comment, though an exasperated assistant was heard to sigh loudly in the background and mumble something about having to cancel dinner with mom that night. Mm. Wow. So he's, he's in a lot of work. Earlier this year, an Arizona man accused Combs of punching him in the face at a Super Bowl party. Combs was not arrested. But the person who made the guacamole should have been given 25 to life. Oh, Oh, too much lime juice is always a mistake. I've always felt like Combs was like the cleanest cut of all the rap stars. And apparently, I guess that might not be true. Oh, because his last name is also a health and beauty aid? Uh, No, just because he's always struck me as being really, like, nerdy. Football coach Jim Mora thanked his staff in a statement for their professionalism in handling the situation in a calm and quiet manner that did not necessitate getting Suge Knight involved. Phew. Because yeah. that would have been bang, bang, she shot me down. Yeah, Suge Knight is another hip-hop mogul who spent more time in jail than being a mogul. Yeah. yeah. And very infamously murdered the entire Marshall football team in 1970. That's what that yeah. movie was about. <laughs> I missed it. Yeah, plane crash. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what they want you to think. Right, exactly. <laughs> 
Joining us now on the show is financial advisor Nigel Hawthorne. Nigel, great to have you on. Hey. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, you seem like a baller. Boom. You are right. Yeah. This guy knows what he's talking he's about. He's so cocky. You look Boom. very comfortable in that chair. You have a swagger to you. Oh, absolutely. You have, you have presence, man. Listen, if you lived my life. Okay, I think I think you would have a swagger too. Oh, okay? I bet because I would. I am oh man, hobnobbing with only only the the wealthiest and most illustrious athletes in this country. Okay, oh man, bikini That's... models and swimming pools and expensive liquors. Oh, fast yeah. cars, yeah. fast times. Uh, uh some of that. Yeah, all right, all probably right. probably the latest iPhone. I would assume. Yeah, um, no, definitely nice. got an iPhone six and I got the iWatch. What? Helps me keep track of the markets. There we go. Yeah. And not just your major indices. I got I got the Russells on there. I got the Nikkei. All right. It's fucking crazy. That's guys. over my head, but that's why you're rich, yeah. right? That's why you're rich. So obviously you know HBO has a new show out, yeah. Ballers, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh yeah. As a fictionalized uh, version of a financial. I'm gonna advisor. stop you right there. Yeah. So little of that show is fictional. Right. If, if you guys really understood the sort of stuff that I do on a day-to-day basis, like uh, the sort of stuff that I do when I'm hanging out with those celebrities, like, yeah, I'm a wild guy. If anything, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's portrayal is dialing it back. Oh, oh name man. drop, name drop, oh, name man. drop. Let's hear, yeah. yeah, let's hear some names. Let's, okay. you know, All like, right. so, maybe so, walk us through a day, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you know what? You want me to tell you about yesterday? I would love yeah, to hear that. Yeah, I'm yeah. go ahead and tell you about yesterday. All right, so... Uh, woke up 6 a.m. Uh, as one does. Hit it hard. Yeah, uh, hard, yeah, play yeah. Hard. Half hour before the market's open there. So yeah. I have some time to sort of get my get myself in order before uh, before it all happens. Uh, go ahead and turn on CNBC Whoa. at 6.30. Is that the squawk box? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I just like yeah. saying squawk box. Have so have to, you'll, have to, you'll have to forgive me. Uh, eat some breakfast. Important right. meal, get a lot of fiber. Yeah, uh, thing is, a lot of people. When the hookers came yeah. in. Do you ever need no. a little uh, nasal pick me up? There know what we I'm go. Saying? Oh, I know what you're cocaine. saying. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got a variety of allergy medications that I'm taking that sort oh. of keep the the whole nasal nasal region, you know, free the and Nigel clear. Nasal region. Yeah, Nigel's nasal region. There you are you absolutely go. right. Because I gotta. I got to make sure that I'm not getting stuffy there. No, well, that's so, cool. That that's doesn't cool. sound that cool, but when you no. say it in the third person, it does right. sound cool. Yeah, cooler. there so, we go. Fiber-heavy breakfast. Right. A lot okay. of people Lots are going to eat some protein there, but you know what? You don't want to be Logie in the morning. Let's get to the good stuff, okay. though. We've okay. heard okay. enough okay. about breakfast. Into, yeah. the office by, the into the office by 7. I got a full you know, two and a half hours then before those markets open. Yeah. All right. But here's the thing. A lot of people, they're snapping and popping with the markets. I know the day-to-day fluctuations are a lot less important than long-term trends yes. that's how a baller oh, okay. lives not overreacting whoa to, no. to you know 150 point dip in the in the dow that, or getting all caught no. up this, in is, this is smart this is smart yeah. this is the way this smart. is that's how you the get way rich. that you get the money so you can have the parties absolutely right? if you go chasing that 10 percent return all the time you know you'll you'll be surprised what you find Sometimes accepting the low risk five percent return when you compound that okay. interest over time, right. it's really right. the smarter yeah, no, thing to right, do. Right, right. But have you ever been surprised at what you find, say in the office? Right, three oh, sums, yeah. three Plenty sums. Of times that happens. Talking some Wolf of Wall Street. Like, yeah. Okay, okay. You want woof, woof, woo? Ow! Wolf of Wall Street is right. So yesterday, I was going to tell you about my day yesterday. Okay. Uh, I, I get into the office and guess who's waiting there? Strippers. 
Jenna Jameson. Uh, David Ortiz. Dame. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade, Wade? hopping by for a personal appearance at my office. Here's the thing. He's getting a little worried about whether or not marginal interest rates increasing are dramatically going to affect his portfolio, considering how much of it he currently has in equities, you know? Bonds start to offer bigger returns. Those stocks are going to go down. You know what I said to Dwayne? Let's you know get what drunk. I said to Dwayne? Let's go get high. Let's talk this out no. over lunch. Get some drinks. I said, <laughs> I, said I absolutely think, uh, given that you're, you're in your 30s, now would be the time to maybe start considering a gradual shift over into the bond uh, market. Uh, I know a few bond funds that are particularly good, uh, and this would be a smart time to do it before those interest rates do go up. Right, right. And, and he then, said to me, you know what, Nigel? I agree with that. I okay. think that's a, that's a sort of conservative call that I hired you for. Uh, and then he was on his way. You know what? This is part of the game, though. Right. right this is part of the game. And then yeah. after work, let's talk about yeah, yeah. Okay. Work, work, work is fun. Up work hard, play hard. Let's yeah. get to that play hard. What okay. did you do, so, so, yeah, Sometimes after I leave the office, I have to admit, I am prone to make a rash decision or there two. There it is. And get out of there a little early because the markets are closed. What, like oh, yeah. Markets close. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Four o'clock. Whoa. Yeah. Markets are closed. Those a lot of happy night. hours. Yeah. You know? Well, you do want to wait until you can check in on the the end of day valuations for the different mutual funds uh i prefer mutual funds for my clients it's 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 a it's a much safer way to go okay well right right yeah okay so so after that uh, i made my way you know downtown there we go downtown did i mention i live in miami there we go bienvenidos amiami just now but that's very exciting absolutely make my way downtown Okay, stop go. stop in uh, to my favorite little place. Who is it that I should happen to see in front of me? Tom Brady. Ooh, wow. That's Tom right. Brady. Tom Brady And you himself. guys went and got crumbed. Oh, we got really crazy. Here's there the we thing. Go. Normally, you oh, know, man, again, you guys do? it's after office hours. So what happens? Tom tells me, hey, you know what? I'm thinking of shifting a significant portion of my portfolio, maybe 5 or 10% into micro and small caps. It's high risk, but it's also high reward. And I said, you know what, Tom? Provided you take a substantially diversified approach to this, the overall returns can awfully make up for the fact that a lot of those stocks are going to be losing picks. Well, you know what not- we did? What? Went with a Russell 2000 index fund, oh. which is a real good way to sort of play the entire uh, the entire small cap market right. without having to sort no. of you know we've been yeah, talking now sense. we've that been talking sense. now for seven minutes yeah, that, and I haven't heard about a stripper or a weird well, guys the, the risk profile about cocaine even yeah. risk someone else doing of Tom's cocaine. portfolio spiked when we made this decision no guys. I, but that's way, not exciting no. way riskier let right, me right Dwayne no, the Rock right. Johnson though had like helicopters and yacht parties. Where's, and like ladies us? doing lady things. Yeah. Oh, you want to hear about you want to hear about stuff involving yachts and helicopters? Yes, thank you. Oh, uh, well, I actually found a really interesting stock. Uh, it, it's a company called uh, Offshore Inc. Uh, ticker symbol is OFFS. Uh, they're actually uh, specialize in renting out yachts and helicopters to to high end market. And I know what you're saying. That's a real niche play there, and it is. But you know what? They have steady revenues, and despite being a fairly small in terms of market cap, they produce a very uh, steady dividend that has increased. Uh, three times in the last two years. What's, what, do they often rent to people maybe in your position or? Athletes? Oh, absolutely. You know the the rates that they offer are pretty reasonable, despite them being very fine yachts. If I wanted to like get a yacht, 
stock it up with a bunch of ladies in bikinis yes, and a bunch do of it. Yes, liquor. Yes. I would absolutely go with offshore ink. But, but you don't. That's part of the reason why I decided but to invest don't. in that Does stock. Admit it as a recommendation that could be classified as insider trading? It absolutely does not. Uh, this is not a recommendation oh, on my part. Man. I am a certified CFA, but oh. uh, you know, sh- you know, everyone should go ahead and consult their own financial advisor for how any stock would would fit their personal portfolio. Get the fuck out of here. I give Phil. I try. You get the re- fuck out. Out of here. I get it. You're not going to tell it. me I'm about just a parties. Little, little too brash for you. All no, right, you can't you're, handle my you baller life. You're worse than only baseball. Right, yeah. I don't say that to many things. You get out of here. I am going to go ahead and get out of here. Do go you guys, get drunk. Do you guys, validate. No. Oh, that's because I can. I can deduct that. Okay, that's, that's okay. Get that's out. Okay. Right. Get out. For you, the listeners of Sports 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 Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend a wonderful book called The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Joel saw the movie. He said that it was okay. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash network. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash network for your free audiobook. And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world of weird sports, polo. Polo! Like the shirts? No, like the sports. We've never done polo. Yeah, we've never done polo. We've never done polo? That was like a question. We've never done polo? We've never done polo. No, this is our first time doing polo. I feel like this is kind of like cricket, that it's it's a well-known sport, but I feel like almost nobody has actually like seen it played or right. has any understanding of the rules. we're not rich enough for horses, guys. Yeah. yeah. Especially nah. trained horses. I could probably get a shitty horse. And doesn't like each polo player, I think like requ- you require like three yeah. horses? Like, uh, you switch them out like hockey players. For, yeah. Really? Right? Like, this is like, like lines, right? Yeah, because here's thing i can i can afford you know i can afford to put a dowel rod on a croquet mallet what the but fu- it's the what? horses that what? i really need to well let's just get into it all right uh polo is a team sport played on horseback the objective is to score goals against an opposing team the end so it's like dickhead Wait. ice hockey yeah it's just sorry no no soccer is dickhead ice hockey it's rich dickhead ice hockey better yeah uh, players score by driving a small white plastic or wooden ball into the opposing team's goal using a long-handled mallet. Got to reach the ground. Long-handled mallet, hence croquet and dowel rod. Yeah. Uh, uh, the traditional sport of polo is played at uh, at speed on large grass fields up to 300 yards long by 160 yards wide. Oh, gee, that explains it too. Like it's huge horses and like a ton of space. Yeah, exactly. Uh, field polo is played with a solid plastic ball, uh, which uh, has replaced the wooden version of the ball in much of the sport. In arena polo, only three players are required per team, and the game usually involves more maneuvering and shorter plays oh, at lower speeds. Yeah, classic oh, no. the arena. The, the arena football people got to polo. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh, no, it's That's not good. That's happens. not good. Um, it's surprising they sold that pitch in the room. <laughs> it really seems like the appeal of arena football and the appeal of polo would seem to be just it's miles true. apart. You'd think. You'd think. Uh, Do they have know, fun nicknames like He Hate Me in Arena Polo? No. They're just called horse. They're all called horse. <laughs> uh, polo is played professionally in 16 countries. Uh, it was formerly, but is not currently an Olympic sport. 
Oh. Again, the Olympic Committee, screw it up. Uh, origins. Polo is originated in uh, southern or central Asia, most likely in Persia. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Horses are from that area. Well, no, I think they're from like Mongolia. I wouldn't know. Never mind. Joel wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> he, he pretends he was there at the invention of horses. Yeah. So <laughs> and, and I realized that my mouth was writing a check. My butt couldn't cash. That's so. true. Its invention is dated variously from the 6th century BC to 1st century AD. That's a big difference. That's an old sport, yeah. though. Yeah, it's, it's a very, very old, old sport. Either way. Um, Probably one of the oldest. Yeah. Uh, Persian Emperor Shapur II learned to play polo when he was seven years old in 316 AD. So do the math. You it must have, it must have been around before that. I guess. <laughs> okay. I guess it's greater than or less than more than anything. Okay. Uh, the game was learned by the neighboring Byzantine Empire at an early date. A Isaac Isaacanisterian Isaac. Isaac Canisterian, which is a stadium for playing Tzikayan, which is a Byzantine name for polo, was built by Emperor Theodosius II. Might have bit off more we could chew than that with that paragraph. <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm going to skip the tough things to say. Skip I think we should do more things. wide world of weird sports segments that are focused in the Byzantine Empire. <laughs> rules! The rules of polo are written... And used to provide for the safety of both players and horses. Yeah. Gotta keep both safe. Uh, the rules are enforced in the game by the umpires who blow whistles when a penalty occurs. That happens. What Seems if they, good. What if they blow the whistle and then it spooks the horse? Ooh, it could. Seems like that's a troubling... Yeah, if you have an easily spooked horse, don't let him play polo. Uh, strategic plays in polo are based on the line of the ball, an imaginary line created by the ball as it travels down the field. Mm. The line traces the ball's path and extends past the ball along their trajectory. The line of the ball defines rules for players to approach the ball safely. Huh? Can't go crossing through the line of the ball. Oh, it's kind of like the, it's the dangerous. cone or the, the oh, cylinder. Oh, so they don't have, like, horse-on-horse -horse collisions. Yeah, yeah, I, so. I like okay. to see horse-on-horse -horse collisions. Uh, so these... this is this is like a bigger, slower version of soccer where you have to be really cautious yeah. in how you pursue the ball. Sounds fascinating. Well, this is fascinating. The player who hit the ball generally has the right-of-way, and the other players cannot cross the line of the ball in front of the player. Because if I was playing polo, the first thing I want to do is get my horse to just, like, act as a goalie. Right. So he hits the ball, and then it just whams on the side of my horse. And then it can't go anywhere. And then I turn it around, and then I hit it. Yeah. But then a lot of horses would just be getting pounded by wooden balls all day. Right in the fucking gut. Right in the gut. Can't do that. Uh, as players approach the ball, they ride on either side of the line of the ball, giving uh, each access to the ball. A player can cross the line of the ball when it does not create a dangerous situation. Most fouls and penalty shots are related to players improperly crossing the line of the ball or the right away. They're really enforcing this hard in this article. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, right. This seems reasonable. So the only way I'd probably get it if, if, if instead of whacking it straight, you, you, you screw up and whack it to the side and like right at me or something. Right, exactly. That would be dangerous. Anything that's dangerous is not allowed. <laughs> not in this game. Uh, the defending player has a variety of opportunities for his or her team to gain possession of the ball. He or she can push the opponent off the line 
or steal the ball from an opponent. Another common defensive play is called hooking. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, my ears perked up on that's that. That's like the Bugs Bunny defense where you dress up like a lady rabbit yeah. and then they go, hubba, 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 and then they you get the ball. <laughs> you're, you're generally not considered a very good polo player if you fall for that one too often. That's true. You know? That's true. You're like, uh, Larry yeah. obviously wasn't a prostitute. Yeah. That was Phil. Uh, hooking, while a player is taking a swing at the ball, his or her opponent can block the swing by using his or her mallet to hook the mallet of the player swinging at the ball. That's legit? You can do that? that's legit. You can do that. Uh, Unsafe hooking is a foul uh, that will result in a penalty, uh, which is when you purposefully touch another player or attack uh, the pony with a mallet. You hit the other person's horse. So you can't use the mallet as a weapon. Right. That's what I'm hearing. Which is kind of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And that brings us into another wide world of weird sports. I get the twenty of all kind of games. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings a close on a sports, sports, sports podcast. Before we go, Phil would like to give you our contact information. Uh, you can email us at sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. That's sports, sports, sports podcast gmail.com. You can tweet at us at sports number three podcast. That's at sports number three podcast. Or you can find all of our back episodes on SoundCloud by going to soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. While you're there, make sure to follow, make sure to comment, make sure to do all that fun stuff. We appreciate it. Hey, guys. hey Joel. Joel. Uh, just a, just a quick question. Who was it who was driving that Maserati that was parked out in the lot? Oh, some dick. Yeah, it's real, real asshole. Nigel Hawthorne, I think. Yeah, it was stupid name. name. No, he, he left in a mustard yellow Ford Pinto. Oh. So I'm just wondering who, who the Maserati was. A car that was discontinued in the early 80s. Is that what we're going with? <laughs> yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It looked okay. like he'd, he'd put a lot of work into keeping it up. How do you know it's a he? Sexist. But, I mean, Nigel Hawthorne is a he. Well, you said it was a mustard. Johnny Carson called it the barbecue that seats four. That's how old this reference is. Yeah. Lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.